Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast. Real beer, real breweries, real opinions. As always, when you listen to the podcast, make sure you subscribe and hit that ding a ling a ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. Feel free and show your support for the podcast. You can help head to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast, get access to exclusive content and some homebrew from the guys as well. Uh, also, drop us some five stars for some big slags. The five stars, drop us the five stars. We love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, also, on our Instagram page, uh, there's a giveaway that is currently going on for a chance to win a wee box of beer. All you have to do is like that post and comment, give me dark beer with a wee chocolate emoji. And for the people that have already done that, um, since the last episode, you have now got double entries. Um, and if you do it from now on, you only get one because you didn't listen to the fucking bit, did you? Nope. So if you've done it already, you get double. My name's Gavin, I've got usual drinking buddies, I've got Scott and I've got Callum, Ethan boys. Hello, hello. Good evening, and we are joined by Ben from Jawbone Brewing. Good evening, Ben, how you doing? Hey, Gavin, I'm good, cheers. Thanks for having me on the show. Not looking forward to More it. More than welcome. Forward to it. This should be a good one. Um, I was lucky enough to try some of your stuff at Brew London this year, um, which... I really love Brew London just because it's a really different kind of um, festival to all others. You don't get all the big boys. You get some smaller, lesser known breweries that are just looking to get a foot in the door, just grow the market share and um, bump into it yourself and really enjoy your beers. And I'm really, really excited to get you on, get through some of these. But we'll start off as we normally do on the podcast, go around the virtual table and see what we're drinking to start off, Callum, you've just had a wee sip of, in your lovely jawbone vessel. What have you got? I've indeed, yes. Thank you very much, Ben, for sending the beer uh, and the glass. Uh, absolutely tremendous. Thank you. Um, I'm currently quaffing my way through Shoulder to the Holder, which is the Session IPA, 4.9%. Um, it's a little bit higher than um, a lot of the sessions that we see, um, which is just up our street, really, to be honest. Um, yeah, thank you. So it's, it's sessionable yeah, yeah. Um, oh, come on, anything below thirty-seven percent sessionable for us. So, yep. Um, this is a juicy IPA loaded with mosaic, Rewaka and Yet hops. Um, absolutely superb. It really is. Um, the, the New Zealand hops are really sort of showcasing that that uh, neck of the woods in terms of their sort of tropical stone fruit sort of vibes that we're getting. Um, and the mosaic really lends that sort of. I, I don't. I don't really want to say dank, but that kind of grassy Aye. sort of herbal, earthy note that you get. And I really, really like that in, in a beer. Um, I really, it really cuts through the sort of the sweetness of those kind of tropical hops. I find a lot of the time um, IPAs can, that I've got like, sort of loaded with tropical, it can be a bit overpowering. Um, so it's really nice to get that that cuts through um, and it really it makes you want to keep coming back. And yeah, very dangerous. This beer, I think, could be um, absolutely. You could, you could imagine, you could imagine a wee six pack of this in the sun would that would go down an absolute treat. It's absolutely delicious. I know. I'm on. I'm on the same and um, echo those comments. To be fair, um, it's it is a dangerous beer because it is so quaffable. Like four point. Like I, I, when you see the word session on a, on a beer, you're like, oh, it's going to be like three point nine or four. But to be four point nine percent 
and which is perfect for us, like we said, in terms of a session. Um, you could easily drink four, five, or six of these um, in the sunshine, try to stand up, and then all of a sudden you've lost the fucking bones from your legs drinking too much good beer. Um, this is absolutely stunning. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, did, those, uh, did those testing notes hit the mark? I'm always a bit uh, nervous about giving my opinions and stuff, so... No, 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 pretty much. That's that's what's going on there, yeah. So you've got... um, Yeah, as you're saying, often, too often, you get you end up with like hot water, don't you, when you go for a session IPA, especially, I, you know, if you've got too sort of um, too thin a body and just those tropical hops. It might taste nice for the first sort of mouthful too, but then yeah. it's pretty samey and boring. So um, so with this, I've you know just gone in under, you know, under the IPA mark in terms of ABV. <laughs> in terms of like in, in terms of the body, it's golden promise is the is the is the majority of the base. So that's the one thing it, I never mentioned, which I'm regretting now that you're saying it, because it's got a yeah. great body, it's got it's got a, yeah. a lovely mouthfeel, it's really substantial. You really feel like you're having a nice, a nice drink you know it's not as you say it's not that watery way that you get with some session ips that's exactly it. you want it to be some full flavor right um mm. you want it to be an ipa but just the one that you can have a few more of um so good thing about golden promise it's a, it's a sweet you know it's, it's a lovely malt base it kind of um it provides a bit more sweetness which handles hops you know it really does and um mm. yeah there's a bit of um crystal crystal oat in there as well so again it's um uh, you know, naked oats, so it's um, which is essentially crystal oats. So um, it just um, it provides a bit of a bigger body. You know, when you go down the ABV, you gotta you gotta put a bit more in there. Yeah. So so yeah, that that's that's the deal. Then with the hops, mosaic. You know, um, I actually shied away from using it for for a number of years just because it's everywhere. Yeah. But it's everywhere because it is a really good hop, and you know, often now I start to use it quite a bit sort of as a as bits of half in the background so it just provides that nice sort of blanket sort of sort of body fruitness you know which you can't even describe all the flavors to it so then when you've got the ruaka which brings sort of your grapefruit notes and mm-hmm. sort of some more sort of brighter tropical sort of um uh, passion fruit flavors it's not it's not it's not too bright you know it's um it's it's, it's roundness and also this beer it's not yes it's hazy but it's not a full-on uh, east coast you know there's, there's a no. bit more sort of bitterness as well so actually it finishes quite quite dry you know mm-hmm. and it's refreshing so it brings you back for another sip well that's that's the idea certainly yes. does that anyway <laughs> i thought really 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 enjoyed it uh gilroy what you got mate i'm having <clears throat> the inaugural brew so i'm having bone idol which suits me perfectly um, <laughs> the absolute antithesis of step count um, it's 4.6% you mentioned body for your beer column this has got it in spades um, mentions it in the, 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 the kind of wackage in our tagline for this is solid malt bill lifted with punchy hops and I think that's exactly what it is it's got a new hop for me in there um, Pacifica which I don't think I've tried before but it's um, definite kind of kiwi hop. So um, it, it's got that kind of floral, honey kind of sweet with loads of orange in there. So citrusy, but on the, the kind of sweeter side as opposed to that kind of zing of lemon. Um, but it's got a lovely bit of bitterness at the back of it as well. Some Simcoe in there. Um, and it's perfect. The Going back to mouthfeel again, I feel like it mouthfeeled out, but it's super soft. Really substantial though. Um, and the malt bill really helps it along so it does not it's 4.6% it's rammed full of 
flavour, mouthfeel, body, and then you've got the hops there that, that really make the whole thing sing. It's it's really superb. I'm really enjoying it. So much so it's almost gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, pretty much spot on. It's um yeah, Pacifica gives it that floral, orangey citrus note. It's um it's designed to be um an easy drinking beer, but but still full of flavour. One that you know, it's, this is a beer which um isn't meant to be too exciting, if that makes sense. So it's it's one that you won't get sort of sick of. It's one that you can, you can keep not. coming back to, you know. And yeah. um it's it's the only sort of constant beer, uh sort of core beer, if you like, in our in our lineup currently. And um yeah, we, we do we, we we do sell a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you could smash a few of these, no problem. And it's at the it's at the right percentage where it's doable as well. It's not completely unattainable to have five or six and, and be neither up nor down. It's it's really good. You, you you couldn't get sick of it. I think you could have two or three and find something different as you're going mm. along that would entice you back to have another uh, another go. Um, yeah. It's lovely for being a... It's definitely one of the more substantial core beers, if you like, that we've had. Mm. I think mm-hmm. so, anyway. The, the ones we've tried so far this year, it's it's definitely substantive in terms of flavour and, and just malt bill and body. It's, it's so soft. It's really, really good. And I think the Pacifica kind of... Um, does differentiate a bit from other offerings out there. As you said, you you are familiar with it, and it's it is that nice. You know, the, the malt bill is pretty sort of um, it's a bit English sort of IPA style. You know, you've got Marisota, you've got a little bit of Munich in there, again a bit of um crystal oak, um, uh, and a little bit of wheat. But it's um, but it's it's yeah, you've got the floral sort of sweet notes to it. But then the Simcoe kind of sharpens up a little bit. Yeah, you know, gives mm-hmm. it a bit of a bit of a backbone, so it's not yeah. too wishy washy. No, not at all. Lovely. Sounds good. Um, our mate MD has decided to show up. The back, the back shift has arrived. Back shift, back shift has turned up. A, the talent has arrived, as Scott likes to mention every time he's late. But apologies. New, newly zapped. Yeah, that, uh, that still looks fresh. Is that a couple of days old? That looks pretty. No, it's, uh, yeah, a couple of days. Start the start of the week. Start of the week cut. Got to get it. Oh, the, if the sun's out, I can nearly see my face. You can, you can go swimming with your cap on now. That's good. That's exactly it's streamlined, but no with this beard it's not but streamlined. <laughs> As you can tell, Ben, I'm the uh, they, they just like to pick on me all the time. So but apologies for my tardiness and nice to meet you, mate. Likewise. Well what you drink what you drink is more important thing, I well, that's what I'm getting to. I'm on the highs and lows, so I don't know if anybody has mentioned this as of no. yet. No, well, you've picked well. Perfect. Perfect. Well done. Come well, again. I've told you. <laughs> The talent you can come back. <laughs> so this is I'm surprised nobody picked this to be fair because this is a Moto Eka Pills 5.2% and I've got to admit after the day that I've had I was like I, I quickly looked at the beers but they all got stuffed in the fridge for like cooling them down um, earlier um, and then delivery was sent to the other boys so I didn't really know what I had until I lifted them down with the bush go here and I was like please have a lager or please have a lager and this thing is just utter delicious mate um like you see like classic pilsner but with a modern lift as it says and it's got the old uh port lift in the front which is quite nice we play on words there um it's just a really refreshing beer um that 
the the like for me, I'm it, it, it has to be the motto. Echo, I suppose, just brings this sort of like I don't know if it's like a grapefruity bitterness or like it's got some like slight tartness to it that keeps it that nice dry way that makes you want to go back and back and back and back and back and refreshing, crisp, exactly what I want, 5.2%. It's hidden. If you told me this was 3.5%, that would have been like, oh, fair enough, but 5.2%, sessionable, as the boys like to say. Um, it's a really, really wicked pilsner. So, um, yeah, tell me as much about it as possible because it is actually badass. Thank you very much. It's um, uh, Sorry, guys. I've got my phone off, but I'll do it now. We do the same, to be fair. I get phone calls. I get I get phone calls in the way if I just decline them. Oh, talking about <laughs> phone calls just before you could just because of the segue. Got my uh, phone call from Ollie yesterday. Oh, okay. uh, oh you're being no available. No, <laughs> no. Uh, we skydiver of uh, credit back in the account because of uh, delays. What's oh. really good is when your courier company decide to go and pick up, try to pick up your box after five o'clock when the brewery definitely shuts at five. That's good. That's handy, isn't it? So, uh, aye, well done. That makes 10 sense. Out of, 10 out of 10 DHL again. The um, fucking useless. Oh, they, they all are. Yeah. Oh, aye, I was going to say, it could be in, insert courier here. <laughs> it doesn't Pretty matter. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mental. But anyway, yes. phone ringing. Back to, back to great Pilsners. Correct. Um, oh, so it's wicked. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking the same one myself. Um, so... First of all, the reason why it's got a forklift on the front, that's a picture of the forklift that I used to build the brewery. Um, uh, this is actually the second edition of Highs and Lows. The first one had the yellow forklift, which was the actual colour of the mm. forklift. Um, and that was same beer, but hopped with Waiti, another New Zealand hop. So um, so it's a, I don't know, yeah, it's a bit of a sort of hop series, but um, uh, those, both those hops were two hops, which I particularly wanted to, put in a lager so i'm not going mm. to just throw any random hop in a lager um so motueka um don't know if you guys know but it's you're familiar with it obviously you've seen it um but often you probably had it with a number of other hops it's it's pure lime um so it's clean as well here so it's um it just lends itself nicely to a lager because i wanted this to be it's a bit of a hybrid beer it's got um it's hot with pacific jade another new zealand hop it's, n- it's not a new zealand pilsner new zealand pilsners tend to have you know, they tend to play around a bit more on the malt side. You know, they might put some uh, cut it at 50 with pale um, or use an ale, ale strain. So this has got, this is sort of German sort of base, really. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, you know, it's got a German yeast strain. It's uh, the bitterness, it's got the bite there. It's not at the high end, but it's, um, it's got the sort of Pilsner, Pilsner bite. Um, it is, it's got a little bit, um, it's got a bit of Vienna in there. Vienna malt, so it kind of um, softens uh, that lager malt off a little bit. So it's, um, yeah, it's meant to be um, a bit of a different lager, but um, still be very much a pilsner, you know? I didn't want it to be taken off too far, so that's why I think the liminess of the Motueka just lends itself well to it. Sounds like that description there just sounds stunning. Like, we had a, we had a couple of kind of beers like that at the Glasgow Beer Festival that lemon and lime kind of lager thing and they were tasting phenomenal I'm buzzing to try that now that's the reason I left it uh, MD is my uh, palate cleanser between beers no it makes it makes sense but between the 
Blimey. I've, I've kept it for I've I've got it second because I'm splitting I'm splitting paleo and stout. So yes. <clears throat> there's got to be somewhere in between. That makes sense. That's cool, yeah. It's funny, as soon as you said lime, you know, that way when you just kind of put some on, but like I wouldn't go as far as like lemon and lime. It's not that, but like it's got that dry aspect. It's honestly it's it's a, a really, really delicious uh Pilsner. And it just like when you said sort of Germany, it sort of takes me back to the Euro trips that we had and during drinking all the weird and wonderful German and Czech. Well, I, w- I would know because I just fucking drank the fucking every single lager. Well, have you have you have you noticed um before we kind of find a, a wee bit of history uh about Jawbone, have you seen on the in the wackaging and the bit where it's recycling? Next time I've I just looked at it. Just <laughs> Next time it. I want to be a sundial. Yeah, that's my and I've just opened a can and this one wants to be a winch. Apparently. So yeah, that's, that's, that's all right. That's pretty, my... pretty practical. Uh, my... The bone idols the latest. I want to be a battleship. battleship. That's better. That's good. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. This is uh, I want to be a hip flask. Oh winning. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? Winner, well, winner. well done for spotting it. It's nice to have a, a semi hidden. Uh, things on the cam, right? That you, can, uh, yeah, you, yeah, don't, you don't notice straight away, but um, yeah, a little bit of fun with a serious uh, message, I guess. No, it's cool. <laughs> on it, it's wicked. I was just literally, I think it was Gil, you were talking about the leave and the wackage and stuff, and I was just going through it. And I'm like, oh, next time, what would be a battleship? I'm like, Roger, Roger that. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> aye, Captain. Right, indeed, yeah. indeed. Um, like I said, we've got Ben from Job on Broom. Uh, down in London near Twickenham, uh, joining us this evening on the podcast. Um, the next natural question, Ben, is is how did it all start and how did Jawbone come to be? With the exception of the forklift, we know about the forklift, which I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> we'll get we'll get a bit more on. But uh, uh, aye, how, yeah. did it, how did it come to be? <laughs> so yeah, as you said, we're 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 on the um we're in Twickenham, so we're actually on the river. So we're 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 in a working boatyard. Um, so we first beer went out December 2020. So we're, you know, Christmas before last. Um, uh, it's... Good I mean, payment. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me about it. Um, I, um, yeah, I got the keys to the premises quite some time before that. Um, it's, a, it's a decent size. We're, we're you know, 30 hectolitre, you know, 3,000 litre, batch size and tap room so it's um it's a decent size for a new brewery um uh and i kind of designed and built it myself um mm-hmm. uh with the help of my 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 one of my best mates who's a builder chops um uh so it was always going to be a long project but the pandemic kind of stretched that out yeah. and um so yeah, I mean, I can rewind a bit on that just about the the brewery or or yeah, well, go for that brewing. So um, so I kind of you know I've had a number of different careers. Um, I've been on building sites, I've been in finance, I've been in advertising. Um, you might call it drifting, but um, uh, I always knew from a young age I'd have my own business. I wasn't quite sure what in. Um, uh, I, and I've always liked beer and food and stuff. So um, uh, while I was doing these other careers, I knew there wouldn't be what I would, where I'd be, you know, in, in 10 years down the line. Yeah. But I always chose things which I knew I'd acquiring useful transferable skills. 
Um, and then I, was, I left finance about 10 years ago. Um, and uh, I went and worked for Weirdbeard. Um, do you guys know Weirdbeard? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Podcast so, alumni. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think. Yep. No, I can't. No, no. They, I had, I had, no, I had we've had all their beer, though. Yes. Uh, yeah, I had, I had a box. I had a box of weird beard. I, I'm sure I read. I'm sure I read earlier this year that they are no more. Weird beard, unfortunately. Kind of. Um, they they were based um, about six miles away from me here in Hamwell, going towards Ealing. Um, it's no longer there. Um, it's kind of um, reinventing itself somewhere else. So mm. um, uh, so good beer. Yeah, yeah, it's um they're one of the big names at the beginning, you know. So um, so um, hopefully it will sort of um, it will sort of return to some sort of some of its former glory. But um, it's uh, yeah, it's been relocated, um, new new owner, etc. So um, yeah, yeah, just wait and see what happens there. So um, so I, I joined there, and um, it's Greg Irwin who who co-owner Weirdbeard who gave me my first job. Um, as a brewery assistant, uh, so he's now he's actually now at Siren. He um, he's in charge of exports, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, that's where I learned to brew. Um, I I knew my intention was of of a you know I, I was home I was home brewing prior to that. Um, so I, I thought this is something that I think I would want to do um, have my own brewery. But um, you can't just go and do it. You need to go and. Yeah sort of do it sort of professionally first so um so yeah I joined there as a brewery assistant quickly went my way up and I knew straight away this is what I was going to do so um uh yeah it's a great sort of um great time for me as and I was was able to to, to, I was given quite a lot of responsibility I was able to release my own beers etc so um so once I'd acquired all I needed to to know um I went off and found my own premises, um, and that was about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so then I found this place, um, which is a, in a working boatyard on the Thames in Twickenham, and um, and Jawbone was uh, was born. Well, there's um, yeah, so the forklift, it's it was it's, it was quite quite a build, you know. It's um, uh, I'm sure you guys have been in a few breweries, um, yeah. But, <laughs> There's a lot to them, you know, yeah. um, uh, utilities and flooring, etc. So, um, so I mean, the, the place was perfect. It's still concrete, but it had a had a low ceiling. So I said to I said to my first viewing, you know, if I can remove a third of the floor and put a bar at the back, then um, then uh, we can keep talking. And they um, they said yes. Um, they kind of said yes. Um, <laughs> I hope they said yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I changed. I, I I they just found out now. Then, <laughs> so I, I changed the locks. Yeah, um, <laughs> they know. But um, uh, so yeah, so we, we started the build. Um, I I designed this so I could I could operate it on my own. So yeah. weird bit. I come from you know I, I came from a ten a big ten uh, ten barrel kit. So um, I, I knew that you want to be a certain size to be able to, you know, to, to operate um, efficiently, you know. Um, it's, it's a tough industry, you know, and you, you need to be, it, it's hard if you're really small. You know, you work all the time and there's, um, it's, it's hard to make a decent sort of return on, on it. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I spent, I didn't have enough really to build a 30 hectare brewery. So, um, so I sort of, I've, I've got some new kit and some old kits. So I spliced mm-hmm. it together, 
Um, and then when the pandemic came, that that dragged things out. So that kills the budget. So yep. um, so then there's okay, do I really need that? No, okay, that can wait for six months, <laughs> a year. Um, but uh so yeah, we finally, finally got going Christmas for last and um in a lockdown. So yep. um it was all cans at the door. Um and we sold a lot of cans at the door. Um so that, that, that I was gonna say, like off the back of that, I mean, how did you find that that launch? Like you said, not many companies slash breweries launched during the pandemic. Um, how did like was it a, a, a almost a kind of immediate community? But kind of getting behind you then? Exactly that. So I started the yeah you know, the build before it. So um, I had no choice. You keep going. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't stop anyway. Um, but yeah, people were just um, yeah people realised community was being eroded. Um, and the pandemic kind of opened people's eyes to that. And also people were just desperate to do anything, right? So um, <laughs> something new is going on. I'll, I'll join that queue and see what's at the other end when I get there. Um, and we had a queue of people, you know, down onto the street. And I needed it um, because, uh, you know, as I said, the delays were costing money and I needed to sell a lot of beer very quickly. Um, but at the time, I knew it was going to be tough. But I, I knew we'd get through it, and, and I knew that in time we'd be better off for it because we've now really established ourselves in the community, and that was always key to me. You know, it's um, it should be for every smallish brewery. Um, yeah. So, so we've got that a really good loyal following. You know, our tap room's been only, only been open since November, but we get the same the same locals coming down two three times a week, even. Um, uh, so we wouldn't have got we wouldn't have sold as many cans locally and got all that traction without the pandemic. So. Um, you know, it means less trade sales, but um, mm. but um, overall, it's given us a stronger foundation. You can in and house then. Sorry, to just say that because like that must have been. It's like I know it's expensive to can, isn't it? Like to yeah. ship it out somewhere and, and wait, especially like we spoke to a number of breweries at that point, and you know shipping it away to someone. There was a queue basically to yeah. get your beer canned because everybody was canning it at that time. So. Was that how you done it, or did you sort of invest in that in house to begin with as well? Well, I didn't have a spare hundred and fifty grand hanging around, so um, <laughs> yeah. so so either you get um you get someone in or you send it out. I'm not comfortable sending my beer out. Yeah. Um, it's you know if you have to, you have to, but I would do anything to avoid that. Um, so so yeah, funny you should mention that. So I got to the stage where I was ready to brew, and uh, and I thought, okay, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be prudent. I'll book in my canning day. Um, so I called them up in November. I said, hi, you know, new brewery. Uh, I'm going to need your services in about uh, a month and a half time. And they said, try five months. So I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. I've done all this. I'm ready to brew. And I won't be able to package the beer. Um, and so I just said, look, you're going to have to squeeze me in somewhere. Um, I'll take any cancellation because I know there will be one. Yeah. And um and uh, and then yeah, those guys came good and and came and canned my beer. Um, oh, so, but yeah, that 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 would have been kind of lights out, you know. You can't. Um, I couldn't have afforded that... to sit there for another three months, waiting for a waiting for a canning slot. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you're right. You couldn't send the beer out. So then I inquired about sending the beer out and um, uh, similar stupid lengths because not just you know. Um, it wasn't just breweries who were already canning that were that were you know that were doing 50 50 cake can split when we're going to 100 can but all breweries who weren't canning were now canning 
exactly. and anyone who's making yeah. anything bunches of flowers are going into cans you know it's, it seemed like <laughs> yeah. it everything was going into can um so it's, then you get all the shortages of materials which came a bit later and yep. even now you know I, I last time i couldn't get the labels i wanted and blah blah blah, blah. but um mm-hmm. but it's you know i, I just um yeah we, we, we were born sort of fighting so it's um it's uh, a lot of phasing me these days you know that's it no it sounds like you're 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 You've done a lot to kind of future-proof things as well, um, because you, you you don't you don't generally see a three thousand liter kit on a brand new brewery. You know, it's a bold move, um, but I think I think you'll agree with hindsight, definitely the right move. Um, and and having that capacity there um, is is obviously paying dividends now that you've got this this sort of loyal following that you're talking about. What what kind of space have you got in the brewery for? You know, like fermenters and stuff, because that that's obviously been that's been something that we've that we've encountered with, with a number of breweries. You know, yeah, we've got a thousand liter kit, we've got two thousand liter kit. We'd love to brew more, but it's the space. You know, how many you know how many tanks have we got to to to, to condition all our stuff in? How how are you how are you coming around that problem? That's it. So, um, as I said, I didn't really have the budget for everything, so I've gone big and only got two fermenters, stroke uni tanks, and one bright. But I've already future proofed. So I can double that and get Aye. another three in. So I've 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 run glycol chilling um, and got capped off valves where those three new vessels will go when I need them. I spec the glycol chiller so it can handle it. Uh, my steam generator is is over spec for my current capacity, but it will handle bigger production. Um, so you've got a future proof yourself. You know, building the brewery is um it's it, it's hard i knew it'd be hard so i didn't want to have to do it again in two years time yeah um <laughs> so so but, but you've got to be careful though because you can't you've got to be able to afford it while while you're not brewing at capacity and i'm not brewing yeah. at capacity now because we're, we're sort of higher higher margin smaller volume you know um lots in the tap lots locally um i'm really not pushing the beer that hard just yet um but there's there's plenty of room to 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 move to grow yeah yeah but the, the, with this comes limitations it was a very conscious decision I you know weighed that up and um and uh you know I can't I've got to brew beer which will sell um yeah. that doesn't mean dull beer but um um you know it's it the whole idea is a beer is accessible but flavorful we're in quite a sort of traditional area um but they've really embraced it but I can't I can't still uh brew a double IPA um yeah. Because you want that beer going out, you know, in the it, you want it you want it gone in the month. Um, so it's it's it, those are the limitations. Like, you know, I, I'm not um, I, I'm not sh- shy from brewing sort of uh, big sort of beers. My first commercial beer was a 12% imperial stout. Um, mm-hmm. So um, and I you know I brewed like really low ABV beers before they were low ABV. You know, yeah, before particularly it's a thing. And so um, so I I need to grow into this and then get a bigger sort of um, a bigger customer base more sort of um particularly sort of on the crafter side of it so um so when i do make those beers i know i'll shift them because i'm going to make a beer now that locals are going to come back and go wow this is totally new to me but it's not you know it's not it's not it's not crazy new um so that, that's the limitations of it because you, i want to be brewing those beers as well but it is a business Aye. Mm-hmm. it makes sense like you say you like like I was speaking to I was speaking to a brewer the other day actually, and he what he was saying is that I want to do this, but my salespeople tell me to do other things, and I was <laughs> laughing because obviously I, I'm in I'm I do sales, so I was like that's the way it should be, but at the same time you know like the 
or if you let a brewer be creative and all the rest of it, then it, they, they tend to lend their best work, let's be honest. You know, they put their heart and not that they don't put their heart and soul into something else, but, you know, because it is always their product. But when you let, you know, free reign, but some of these weird and wonderful things, like you say, if you don't have the audience for it, like there's nothing worse than you getting the call saying, by the way, we have, you know, 300 cans of uh, guava, mango, wheat, beer, <laughs> slash pineapple aid thing that's sitting here that you thought would be amazing and I've got to try and sell it, you know. So I, I do totally get it. <laughs> and, and it could be amazing as well, you know. It could be the um, best beer in the world. It but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really could be. But, you know, walking into the most traditional pub or, uh, you know, like you've got to find an audience for it and... Yeah. People that like that sort of beer might, like you say, you want to look at, like you're saying, you want to look after the people that are local to you that are going to continue to support that's you. It. That's um, it. We've had so we've had so many breweries like that um, on. You know, I'm thinking Tartan Shark. I'm thinking Duket. I'm thinking Bowden. Um, these these brewers that are that are making fantastic beer, but like you, they're starting off with that nucleus of of a loyal following, and and you know almost. You know, bringing them round to that steely beer, and they, before they before they start branching out and and you know getting a bit more traction on a broader scale, it's absolutely brilliant. That's it. That's it. They, they, you can take these. You can take that that crowd on a journey. You know, they can. Aye. You can trust them. So um, so it's uh, it, it's all to come. But it's um, and you know what? It's not it's not boring doing it this way because it's fun trying to like um, you know, I'm I'm really challenging. The, the local audience yeah so hazy sort of full-on they go i don't like hoppy hazy beer and they love shoulder to the holder so I, and you know they're saying oh don't mess with the lager oh i love this beer <laughs> so it's, it's actually more of a challenge and harder than to do this than it is to brew a nice dipper you know it's um so it's actually quite an enjoyable challenge in itself but yes um i i'm looking forward to the stage where yeah and now i'm like oh, i want to do a sour for summer but i'm like it's just a bit too early for this audience yeah um, you know, but next year when you do brew it or or you know next year when you do brew your dipper and you've got a queue down the street of the same customers that'll be much more you know it'll be much more satisfactory like <laughs> that's it that's it and it's fun watching people go on that journey you know there's um there's a lot of old boys who come down here and um and they thought they knew their beer like their football <laughs> team and um and they try something new in lockdown and um and they haven't looked back and that's that's a nice thing you know it's um it's nice to to, to find something a new hobby um it, within an existing hobby so um so it's um that's no, the beauty it's, it's, it's having a tap room, right you get to you get to engage you know it's um you're not you're not a beer factory no exactly I love I love the way as well like you said you've kind of future proof your kit as well like we've seen we've seen numerous breweries over the past couple of years that they set up and then a couple of months down the line you see their kit up for sale and stuff and they're like oh shit we need we need more space we're selling our kit and blah 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 and for you to like foresee that and go like okay i've got i've got the kit that i need that i might need in a couple of years time but it'll do me now but i'm not gonna have to make that change in a couple of years time i'm already set up what i need when i'm going to kick things into full into fifth gear such as You've got a good business plan kicking out there. Not gonna lie, good business plan there. Makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Like it, we've seen it, we've seen it with other breweries in the past, where they, like I said, they're selling their kit because they need to get bigger and whatnot, or they're doing crowdfunders, etc. But you've already put that in place that you're already set up. Love it. That's it. And the, and the key bits of the, the key bits of kit 
won't change. You know, yeah, no. I've got I've got some um, old kit on the hot side, but where the, the money's gone in the right place, it's gone on the steam generator, it's gone on the glycol chill, it's gone on the cold side. So they're they're, they're, they're top of the range. Um, that's where you know a beer can go wrong in yep. the cold side more. You know, so um, yeah, contamination temperature control. So I've got high end uh, uni tank, bright tank, but um, on the hot side, you know, I mean my, my HLT hot liquor tank is just heating water. So mm-hmm. um, I've got I've got you know I've got old kit there. Which um which is uh yeah, it's a Wylam kit. It's um a mad hatter went went bust on, on my hot side kit. So um so <laughs> Tzatziki Sal was There's a story uh, there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because but cause that's that's the flip side to it. I think perhaps the kit will might have been too big for them. Yeah. So I, I was very mindful. I'm not, you know, I'm not I take risks, but I take calculated risks, you know. You, um, as I say, you have to be brave to move forward to the brave you are the quicker you move, but you've got to take those those risks seriously because you're investing everything you know we're an independent brewery um so this is my my family's livelihood so you, you you've got to tread carefully makes perfect so, sense makes perfect fucking so getting sense. getting back to the beer i see that mark's opened a can um and i'm currently yes. halfway through halfway through the same beer so new, going, new beer time yeah tell me tell me about this beer mark because i want to hear what you've got to say about it so, like, can I just say, like, before this beer, like, Ben, you you kind of make beers that make my, like, heart sing, basically, because the first one, Moe, uh, Moto Eka Pills, awesome. You know, and the boys will tell you, like, the uh, New Zealand sort of hop range is just, like, where my palate goes, unless you're West Coast, like, um, a West Coast IPA. But anything in this sort of motoeka, and as as we'll find on this one, my mate Nelson. Um, Was it my mate Nelson? I and this one and Longshore oh, guy. Yeah, this was. So, um, my mate Nelson and the motoeka smooth bodied layered IPA, um, five point seven percent, and. It's just a delight, <laughs> to be honest. How <laughs> fucking good is this beer? As soon as, I, as soon as I poured it, in fact, as soon as I opened the can, it was like you're getting that grape. Well, like you say with the motorway, you're getting that citrus lime, but the great you, the Nelson, you just kind of hide for that white wine, sort of soft blanc grape oh. type. And oh, it's just mummy daddy. It's yeah, just slapping you around the face, <laughs> and it's oh, but it's so soft as well. Like it's it's right. just such a pleasure to drink. It really right. is. Um, I, I, some some of these beers that are that are you know going along that sort of white winey type vibe, they, they tend to be a bit acidic and and can be a bit you know harsh. But this it's so soft and easy to drink and and really light for five point seven percent. It really is. It's absolutely stunning. It's, it's, it's definitely. I didn't. I, 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 well, I didn't. I didn't think that you wouldn't be able to talk shoulder to the holder. But it's uh, it's it's definitely moved on a gear for here. Like definitely. This is this is top notch. Like you say, Nelson's my favourite hop of like. I'm not going to say all time because that's a huge well, sweeping statement. However, we like, made it. We made a fucking t-shirt. With we've it. got a t-shirt with my name <laughs> Nelson on the front end just because of this exactly. Um, but it's just like you say, like Cal mentioned for me, it kind of takes you around the houses. You get. The citrus aspect of it, but it does the, the dryness from the Nelson and that sort of white wine gooseberry sort of aspect is just really, really delicious. And it is Moorish 
and 5.7%, you know, it is, it's a sessional IPA, um, but it has the body. Like, I could honestly see you, like, this same recipe just vamping it up and just boozing it up that little bit, and it would be an 8%, and it would still taste the exact same, no doubt, just because <laughs> of what it is. It is just... Uh, I, I, I try... Put it, back, like, put it back in your pants. Well, the boys know, like, I'm the one that always tries to find a hole when we, like, when we're tasting beers because, like, we have this, like, real beers, real breweries, real opinions, and I always like to be real about it, and I try my hardest to find, and and not to be nasty, but because everybody that listens to the podcast doesn't always like the same beers, and they hear Mark every week talking about West is Best or a Nelson IPA, basically, Mm -hmm. and... I'm finding really difficult to find a hole in it, to be completely <laughs> honest. And the what you know, the best thing too is can feel like I it's, know, got, I it's know, got everything. I, know. I just like to I just like to extend my thanks to Scott for no picking this one out of the box. I arrived at Scott's with a with a box with six beers in and I just held it out to him and says, Right, pick pick three beers. And they picked three beers and that was it. So <laughs> I, just, uh, I picked a stout though, so I, I still think I've won. Yeah. I've got a stout too. So to stout, stout to come. Stout to come. It's perfect. So it's, it's it's unlike it's unlike us to hear because literally when you started talking about the beer mark, I'm always thinking of what you're like. You know, oh, devil's advocate, and I'm just going to be doing a fucking do a wee flip flop. I'm going to find a hole in it, and I'm just going to be a be a prick somewhere. And um, it's it's very, it's it's weird that. For the potentially the first time in the four years that we've been doing this, nearly four years, I can't remember how fucking long we've been doing it. Um, now you're just like, I love it, I love every beer. I'm trying, mate. I'm trying, like, I've made a drink. Well, the worst it is, I've got the shoulder to the holder next, and everybody's raved about it so far. So, uh, I I don't know if I'm going to clean sweep. I'll just say, like, it's it's not busy enough. It's the last beer of the night. It's only a session IP. (laughs) Like, why why is it not an 8% dipper? Come on, get your finger at Ben. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But um, this is just, I hate to say it, but it's not like, I don't hate to say it because it is like, you know, there's time and effort. Here's a question. Here's a question, Mark. Is it a potential fridgy? Oh, aye. 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 Which is, Aye. this is a really difficult one because it's an IPA, so which you know Aye, it's, it's going into a crowded category, really, isn't it? You know, which you know, fridges are our fridges are our end of year awards, Ben. So yeah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's definitely in there. Like, oh. well, I'm glad you like it, guys. Yeah, it's um, it's meant. To, I, I try to make solid beers, if that makes sense. You know, it's um, it's, it's big flavour, but it's um, again, it's not, it's not doing too much there's two hops and there's quite a simple malt bill um yeah it's only the two hops is it yeah so um i mean and i i love um uh nelson like like yourself nelson's a fantastic hop you know um i love it it's um it's i mean also new zealand hops uh most of them are great you know there's extra dimensions you've got you've got those fruit flavors but you've also got the sort of herbal notes you know you've got if you look for a bit of sort of bit of spice or bits of black pepper and there's quite a few things going on so it's um takes you on a little bit of a journey you know um but again with a sort of a soft um rounded malt build so it's um so it just all kind of like smooths into one it, it it really is it's just 
it's a pleasure to drink, and that's like the easiest way to put it. Like, I, you kind of don't want it to end, but you know, I, I assume I assume the label's coming off that and getting slapped on the wall. Uh, the label will come off this one, I think. That's that's for so, sure. And get ready. I'll tell you about the labels then. So, um, yes, as, as you as you know, we're in a working boatyard. Um, uh, all the pictures you see, on, the images on the cans, are photos taken in and around the boatyard. Um, apart from obviously highs and lows, is a yeah. drawing of a forklift. But oh, you, you, you're telling me you're telling me there's not a pink forklift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to paint it pink. It's um, I know it's it's the resident forklift, and it's um. Uh, and I've got, there's 40 houseboats behind me and um, you're always going to find a, a good, you know, a few, good few creators on there. So, so that forklift was drawn by uh, my mate Rich, who lives on the boat, who can see the forklift from his window. So we, we keep things local, you know, it's um, all the like shoulder holder. I mean, the actual quality of the label, uh, shoulder isn't as good because I tried a different label um, company who promised they could produce the same label. But they can't. So, so Longshore Gang is the is our sort of trademark label feel. You know, it's the yeah. it's the right texture. You don't want it. Yeah. You don't want any more texture. You don't want it to be scratchy, but you want it to be. You know, you, you want it to have that that feel to it. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, those are all photos taken in and around the boatyard. So that that pink is um is like a gas canister, and the other half is like a metal a sheet of metal in the foreground. Nothing staged. It's just I get my 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 local buddy photographer around. I say, take a picture of this. Take a macro shot of that. It's like what? Just this. Trust me. So um, I have a whole catalogue of what I call jawbone <laughs> fabrics. So um, and then I, and I and I and I tie them up with how I think that kind of the beer tastes a bit. You know, you're trying to get sort of a you taste with your eyes first, right? So it's um, yep. you want it to be like a seamless journey. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it is. I'm sitting here just fucking stroking cans right now. <laughs> 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 if somebody walked in there, I'm just like, oh, that's you know, the jetter like that is a hundred percent upper street in terms of can feel. Ten, yeah. ten out of ten for cap. We love about a can feel in the beer fridge podcast. Remember Thanks. when we started? The, the, it was we haven't done it as much recently. No, we haven't. A, a couple of years, I say a couple of years back, it was like. We were speaking to, to breweries about it, and it became a bit of a, an ongoing joke, didn't it? That it was right. like, oh, you've got Canfield, and then we started rating Canfield at five. Yeah, and it was like, oh, that's a the beer's like a the beer's like a three out of five, but the Canfield's <laughs> five out of five. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so you, then, then you take an average, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it was so it was so funny. We actually had a couple of listeners like actually getting on board, didn't they? And they started like yeah. sending us messages, being like. Have you tried this one? This has got a five out of five can feel. It was nothing to do with the beer. Uh, beer shit, but the can feels great. <laughs> can. <laughs> okay, I'll go and buy that. I'll just buy sandpaper instead. Well, <laughs> that was like that. Yeah. Gilroy, what you got? I'm having highs and lows, so there's, I don't think there's anything more to say about it other than uh, the the boy that drew the forklifts done an excellent job. <laughs> it's amazing. Delicious, isn't it? It's the the beer's incredible. I love yeah. the that kind of limey zing to it but it's you can tell it's totally natural and it's brilliant that, it, that it's hot based as opposed to adjuncts we've had a few the the kind of donzoko and um new barn summer beer which is really good but it's got it's definitely got lemons in it like it's 100 percent got the actual fruit in it and mm-hmm. it's rammed full of it and it's a lovely uh pills but it's not this is a a, a kind of it's a totally different beast it's just the, that kind of natural hot flavor it's just different enough that it would make people's palate wake up 
So you're definitely going to take them somewhere with, with a beer like this. Somebody that thinks they know what, what a lager can be or what a pilsner can be and then give them a flavour they've no... They couldn't contemplate just for that. Like, it's just... Where are you going to get that in a hop? And uh, it's because it's Motueka and... and I was, this was going to be kind of lead up to my question was there's you've got a lot of New Zealand hops in there is that just through experience and, and your experience with, with your when you got into brewing that those were the hops you, you were drawn towards because of flavour or you've said that everyone gives you something different so it pulls it together is there a was that something is there something in your have you been to, to New Zealand and enjoyed a lot of that that kind of style of beer with those hops in it or is that just a that's your preference and that's what was the angle you knew you wanted to go down based on experience working in a brewery. It's a case of really, I just like them, you know, um, yeah. at Weird Beard, uh, it was all, it was all big hop four beers, but it was American hops. Everything kind of was then. Um, uh, a lot of sort of, you know, West Coast style, which I love as well. Um, so we didn't use much um, in the way of New Zealand hops there. Um, I just, um, yeah, I, I just, I, first time I tried uh, New Zealand hop, I really liked it. Second one I tried, I really liked it. And so it's always um, I just um, it's always on my sort of shortlist. You know, so, um, I think there's, there's a handful of them which give you so much um, complexity sort of to the beer. So yeah, I've been to New Zealand. I've driven around, uh, bought a van and drove around both islands. Wow. Um, my other half spent uh, two years living in Auckland. So. Um, so yeah, I, I have sort of some sort of links there, but it's more a case of that they just make fantastic hops. Um, but it's nice to sort of um, often like to play with, you know, often mix them up with American hops. Yeah. Um, so it's not all one. There way, is a mixture you know? in there, yeah. Yeah. It just and, I noticed a theme, and I was like, I wonder where that, I wonder where that seed was planted. That's a horrible pun, but yeah. where that. It, where that came yeah. from, that 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 goes, that, that it would be like we'll just keep going back to that because it, like you say, it's it's a perfect, and mm. you see them with the the Bathurst stuff that we were at um, Glasgow Beer Festival, and they had the fridge full of different trial packs that you could just oh, grab yeah. at the the green room fridge, which is totally wasted on me because I don't know what the hell to do with them. But Mark mm. and and Callum have a, a bit of a clue, and it was like a. Um, if they, if only they, one of them hadn't been on holiday and the other one hadn't bothered his arse turning up, um, they could have been into the the green room and into all the hot fr- into the hot fridge because it was it was rammed full of stuff. Could have just lifted them for us, all been. <clears throat> no, I wouldn't be able to store them correctly. They would be weed by <sighs> to come back to you. They wouldn't be worth having. Um, wasted on us. Definitely, but um, the New Zealand hops. I've, everything I've tried with whether it be the fear stuff, because we get that here, and the stuff they did with the New Zealand Beer Collective was incredible. Everything they did in terms of those collaborations was perfect. And just the, I remember the thing about Castle about stuff, mate. So far. Yeah, oh, Castle nice. stuff. That that, you know, we got to try... Was it, loads of their stuff. Oh, what was the name of it? Was it Willamette? Willamette? Willamette. Aye. Um, that was the first time we kind of got introduced to that, and it was like a double dry hop. Uh, no double IPA with Willamette and it was it was really interesting like you say different flavour profile and I think having spoken to the guys at that Char- at Charles Farm and stuff as well like I know their big goal was to really try and create these style of hops within the UK and push um, and kind of push the boundaries so that we're not 
importing as many hops. Um, but like they say, it's really difficult if this the the caliber of the hops from New Zealand, America that we've, we've mentioned um, already are available. It's hard to compete and trying to create these flavors that people have become so accustomed to with their IPAs and lagers and, and those two styles especially. Um, but let's be honest, I had a Nelson Porter from the Kernel at the Craft Beer Festival. You know what I mean? Like, can that was wicked. And I remember boring um, Rick um, with my mate Nelson t-shirt when we were speaking about to that as well, you know. But um, like you say, it's... It's a t- it's a steep um, kind of curve for the for the UK to kind of try and keep up in terms of that. But like, it's the- you kind of hope they go down that route and come up with something truly like totally unique. Unique. Mm-hmm. That that's what you think. I think more <clears throat> if they could find something. But and I get trying to trying to make stuff here domestically that competes with that stuff is brilliant. But I hope they come up with something that's totally unique, well, totally kind of bastardized version of something that just offers up a wee bit something different that really takes it yeah. off because that's what those especially the american stuff that started off they'll have started with right okay let's go and make something like the 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 british hops that they've got and try and go for there and it grew arms and legs and <clears throat> you get strains and stuff and they've got the climate which is is crazy but i mean based on the wildfires in the m25 though, no, exactly. and, and we could be getting close to that climate we just need a wee bit more rain <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've not had rain in fucking I had a wee mm-hmm. sprinkle of rain for about half an hour the night and that's the first rain in fucking weeks mm-hmm. still water in your grass plenty though eh? so there's definitely no, despite worries of a drought your, Gavin's grass is still plenty watered it's <sighs> <laughs> not even funny man it's fucking ridiculous it's fucking ridiculous uh, anywho um <laughs> One bit I really like uh, on your website, Ben, uh, johnbonbrown.com, FYI, is the you've got a little news section. You've got a, a love to love nattering section, which is it seems like from what it looks like, it's just a, a kind of a very local series on the website, highlighting all your neighbors on the boatyard. Is that right in saying that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, my I say I do it on my own, but my other half, um, Emma, she's a journalist. So um, she she she's done these interviews. So exactly that we kind of um we it's nice just to give a bit of a platform um and a shout out to other businesses and people doing different things. So it's not just about us. So um yeah we've we've chatted to the other businesses directly in the yard. Um you know, our neighbours. Uh, we also make we make beer truffles with William Curley chocolatier who's who's like pretty much the best chocolatier <laughs> in the country. He's been awarded best chocolatier in the country before. So every time. Every time I brew a beer, the first 20 litres of wort, uh, you know, unfermented beer, uh, malt extract, go to William. He reduces it down. He makes beer truffles. So, um, so yeah. So it's, um, Sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> so pe- pe- people come in and the last one was made with the wort, not the finished beer, you know, the sweet wort. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's the first, um, so it's not hot. Um, but it's, uh, so yeah, I, I've got people who come in who just who buy a pint of uh, Weekend Millionaire Stout and they'll buy the bag of truffles. They'll buy another pint and buy another bag of truffles. And um, <laughs> it's uh, and, uh, yeah, they, they, they seem to think it's a uh, it's a good match because um, that's obviously that's the beer that came from the last batch of truffles came from from the work from that beer. So people like sort of tie it in. But um, but yeah, we we we, we chat to our neighbours and um, 
and we, we said as much as possible we try and try and keep things local you know know where the beer's going um know our customers know our neighbors that's yeah. cool as fuck by the way i think it's, it's i think it's really important because you know being able to bounce like their audience becomes your audience and vice versa and it, it means the local community and the local kind of hub is thriving with people that are obviously collaborating together and then pushing product together. I think that's that's really interesting. Um, how do you, how, uh, I suppose here's the, the sales guy, I mean, how have you seen sort of the on-trade aspect as in like when you've went can, 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 can to being like, right, I need to try and get some of these, my beers into kegs and casks and the rest of it and, and kind of pushing that. So we... We've only ever put beer into two formats, 440ml can and keg. Um, I like cask beer. I love, I love all beer. It doesn't matter what, what, what it comes in. Um, I won't be doing, I plan to do cask beer on a limited run mm-hmm. and do it just um, local so I, I can go and pick up the empty cask, you know, and um, yep. and also <laughs> it's, it's, it's production heavy, right? So um, I, yeah. I, I, I keg a beer, it's, I can sell it the next day. Uh, you know, if I package um a cask i have to find somewhere warm for it it's a second yeah you've got to wait another two weeks for it to have its secondary fermentation it's um yeah it's space it's cleaning casks so that's why we're not doing casks i plan to do a couple but the way i brew doesn't really lend itself well to it because i i use spunning valves i trap in natural carb for so half the carbonation is tends to be natural carbonation yeah so i'm now top up in the bright beer tank force carb so um so we obviously we started and it was 98% can, and now it's about 50, 50 can keg. Um, uh, I I am the salesperson as well. You know, I deliver the kegs like I did just before this podcast. So um, so it's all quite organic at the moment. Um, people are going to their pub saying, you've got to check out this brewery, and they're coming to me. Um, in this area, in the first few months, I had loads of people coming in asking for cask beer because it's quite a traditional area. Yeah. And it's easier, right. it's easier, it's easier to put a cask on rather than, you know, get it into a tied pub. Yeah, clean it. Yep. yeah. And even if they're not tied, it's, um, it's a bit tricky, right? Um, uh, so that makes it a bit harder, but, um, but we're, we're in restaurants as well. We're in, we're in some, there's some fantastic restaurants around here, high-end restaurants and our beers in there. Bone Idol uh, is in Shuley. Um, which is the man behind that is Alfred Passard, who headed up Tamarind Mission Star restaurant in May for 15 years. And um, Bone Idol sells like a dream there of their curry. So um, it's um, again, it's not looking for the the craft beer places. It's all the mm-hmm. it's all it's all the good neighbours. But um, uh, now I need to start unleashing it a bit. You know, it's um, mm-hmm. I'm not looking to to grow massively quickly and sell it. I'm not in it for that. You know. Um, yeah. It's I like what I do. I like the business side to it, but I like having a brewery. You know, this is um, it's kind of me. Which is it's it's, it's its own entity now, but it kind of you, know, you live and breathe it. But um, yeah. So now I need to, you know, as we touched on earlier, I need to get more beer out kegs into some of the more sort of crafty places, just so I can then brew some some different styles and then I can shift them. Um, but uh, yeah, locally it's easy to shift beer. Um, beyond local, it's um. It's a bit cutthroat, isn't it? So um, there's a lot of people vibe for those lines. So um, yeah, definitely. You yeah. you mentioned about kind of letting things loose and kind of ramping up a gear. Is there collaborations in the work, or is there, are there breweries that you would like to collaborate with that you you, you you've looked at the work and you go, I'd love to work with those guys. Is there anything in the works or anything 
anybody who you would like to work with? I've been approached by a few um, different people about doing collabs, not all breweries, different places. And I've had mm-hmm. to say no until now because I also got to remember, I, I, I designed, I installed this kit, you know. Yep. Um, I used that forklift on highs and lows to, to I nearly dropped the bright beer tank installing it, you know. And um, it's old kit, it's new kit, it's not hardwired. So every valve fitting, everything's designed by me. So it, it's all got their own personality. So it needs time to get to know each other. Yep. Right? So, um, and it's not that pretty at the moment, you know, brew days. Uh, it's also the size of it it's it's um it's um it's I, the finished product never gets compromised but it's not always that pretty game there so um no. you know I, I need to just you know again the sales and stuff it's um the pandemic might have helped me to some extent that I can just make the base more solid you know um, yep. rather than trying to just do everything straight away um so I've had to sort of push out a few things but we do have some collabs that will be coming up and the good thing about that, that then provides the opportunity to to then do some of those different beers that we talked about. Yeah. Because yeah. you can you can spread the load, right? So um Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so that's going to be exciting. And there are there are uh, a couple of things um which are definite and um a couple more. I don't I don't sort of have I always say I don't have heroes and stuff. I'm I'm I I mean I like other people's beer, but I'm so yeah. head down doing what I'm doing that um that I'm not I'm not out there sort of looking at others um, and trying to trying to emulate have, yeah emulate or play off them or whatever it's yeah, just, yeah, um, yeah 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 if they come to me I'm very appreciative of that you know it's it's, it's nice um, so um, there must be someone that you want to like you want <laughs> fucking like this is that's him got his bone no but like come on like <laughs> yeah. there, there has to be at least one brewery that you're thinking that would be badass if we had Jawbone and whoever it is because they've always made awesome beers or they have a market that I want to get involved in like they there has to be at least one, like so. Indulge us, Ben. Come on, like, <laughs> give us a name. I'm I'm thinking on the spot because genuinely there isn't one. But if any Lambic brewery, you know, came to me <laughs> and Ooh. said, um, you know, but I, I love all styles. So, um, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I do respect other breweries in this country. You know, um, even yeah, you know, the, the 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 new bigger ones. You know, the the they're, the dance, they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to. Uh, it's kind of my personality. I'm not trying to be anyone else, or um, no. we, we, we'll influence. We all kind of like, you know, you you kind of we sort of you, you take up ideas and you try yep. to build them. That's just natural progression. Um, but I can honestly, there's not like one brewery that um, has inspired me or that I want to particularly brew yeah. them. I mean, all the good breweries um, that you know that I know, if they said we'd like to collab, I'd be like, brilliant, yes, do you know. But literally, there's not one standout one. I know I'm I'm a bit boring in that saying that. No, 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 no. But there's if I, I, if I, I made, actually I actually respect that answer more. If, yeah, if I said one, I'd be sort of just 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 putting yep. it out the hat, you know. Yeah. The thing is, like everybody, like I, I totally understand that, and you know everybody's got. And the thing is, your favorite brewery can change like the wind. Let's be honest, because you know the beers that they bring. Well, no, totally. Um, and you know, I was joking to Gav the other week about I want to start doing what I'm going to call like the pantheon of like breweries in the UK. So when we're like trying beers, and I want to start like no rating people, but I was like, it's really interesting because that would fluctuate so much. You know, if you had a couple of 
okay beers from, you know, a really amazing the, brewery. The, the craft beer stock market, like fucking up and down. Yeah, and that's it. Um, but no, I appreciate you. You, you, you're sticking to your guns. I was trying to put a wee bit of pressure on you there to give us a name. That was your bow, and you were pushing it. It's fine. Keep pushing. Nah. I like it. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, and also my my kind of approach to all is um, it's kind of deliberate. It's a bit sort of um. I mean, I mean, I didn't have the the the, the manpower, the funds to do anything different. But um, I, it's to be a bit sort of more low key, you know. Yep. If, um, if I didn't want to try create hype, you know, I want the kind of beers talk for self a bit. I know a bit sort of cliche, but um, uh, but it's you know, cause you got you got to be careful. If you're if you're really cool, you become uncool, you know. Yeah. You get tied to a particular style. So actually, I feel maybe a bit sorry for them. It's a bit like being born the millionaire, you know. It's um, might sound great, but it's um. It's um you can't you can only no, be wrong. see be honest with yeah. you, you're actually spot on there. See when you said that, like there's a lot of new brews that kick about <clears throat> and we've we've had them on the podcast numerous times and they get pigeonholed very quickly that they're they're good at one certain style and then that's that's it. That's them yeah. stuck with that that pigeonhole and that tag. Um it's very, very, very clear that you have a a, a specific vision for jawbone and and you've got a, a plan for it, and you're going to make, you're going to take your time with it, and you're going to do it your way, which I fucking appreciate. I think it's the best way to do it. And tell Mark to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Like, <laughs> but but what I like is, um, you know, breweries make beer, and the whole beauty of breweries, you can make, you know, I can make, I can have an idea in my head and put it in your glass in three weeks' time. I don't want to have to be, you know, just just putting out the same beer. Yep. And that's also with um. Your, your your customer base as well. You've got to be a bit mindful. I'm not looking to get into supermarkets. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a business. I'm not saying I'll never say that. I'll never do this. Never do that. I'm not. I'm not yeah, going to do any of that stuff. But um, exactly. that's not. I'm not. I'm, there's nothing that I'm. I'm not. Those things don't shape my decisions. What I make day to day is purely yeah. about the beer. I'm not trying to improve the saleability. You know. Um, yeah. But also, I want the freedom to be able to just make um different beers. That's the beauty of it. You know. I like. I like to mix up. You know, whatever I like in life. I, I like different variations of it. It's nice to mix it up, and um, yeah, as I was just saying, it's you, you've got to be mindful of rating sites and stuff. I yep. don't care too much about them, but of course, I care because it's good business, you know. And I'm a new brewery, so um, the first thing you'll do is you'll look up on untapped. I mean, I'd, I'd do the same if I had a bar up the country you know, and they're approached by me, and you go, okay, oh wow, they're like you know, waiting for whatever, I'll get them in. Um, but uh, but you've got to be careful not to just play to it too much. And it's That's bad. See, I've I've been in a couple of, of of bottle shops, and they're they're heavily influenced by Untapped. Um, yeah. You can see straight away, right? And it's boring. And one the one there's one local to myself, and I'm I'm pally-ish, and I talk to the guy who owns it, and he literally it doesn't matter if you whoever recommends it, it's all about Untapped, um, which is a shame. But it is what it is. But it's it's a business thing. It makes sense business wise for them to make sure they're getting stuff that's going to sell, it's going to be profitable. It it's, makes it's they end up with thing, a shop. Yeah. You end up with a shop through the same stuff, though. You do, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. and that's it. You know, but it's that, also that a shop full of stuff that goes. Mm-hmm. It's it's really difficult. It must be really difficult for retailers to pick, and that's why it, it's good to to have stuff that's local because the local, if you've got a a bottle shop or you're doing it on your own through a tap room or whatever then you've got you've keyed into a it's just, you've keyed into a community that's going to be there and is always going to sit rather than having to play by the rules of whatever gets untapped because there will be hits on on a rating site but there'll also be like like you will 
the law averages dictates there will be something that misses. And that totally then throws you. So then you've got half a dozen bottle shops like Gavin's one that doesn't then turn up again or say, oh, we're not going to take that one or we only want this beer for you. And you're kind of, if you're brewing, you're like, well, that's a bit shite. I want you to, 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 to kind of take the whole... I want you to take the whole range. I'm doing the Lenten bread of this stuff and pushing it. Yeah, I'm not just the funny thing. It. Incidentally, the the, the 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 bottle shop I mentioned, the they they got a beer relatively local from a, a brewery from Mirakai, basically, and they picked the goes. And I was like, the oh, goes is good, on. but I was like, they've got other like amazing beers. And you yeah, that's the, swimming and idols have mate. And you Oof. picked the goes. I'm like, eh. anyway. That's hard to that's hard to shift. Hard it? to it's, shift exactly. It's really hard to. I mean, goes as a as a niche, niche like even amongst your know. even amongst your craft people, like you you're mentioning Ben about sours and things like that. Even in a bottle shop, a sours not a guaranteed yeah. one. It's hard to it's hard to shift. It's really got to hit. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 got to be. You've got to be Vault City basically. I think I think I. It's crazy. See with sours, see with and goes like. Um, I think like. What's in it, is is as much, like a selling point as anything. Like, I could go in and, and get an IPA, and it really wouldn't matter what kind of hops were in it, or or you know that kind of thing you know if, if, if I like the brewery or I like the look of the can or I like the, I like the sound of the IP or whatever then that's fine but if I go in and see a sour but it, it's got some fucking funky ingredient that I'm not really ah, you know not it, it. It, doesn't, it doesn't float my boat you know like you say Scott it's, it's, it's a niche within a niche so it's, you've got you've got you've got to play it so well in terms of a sour I, I just I, you know I don't understand why that would be your go-to aye it's an uphill battle against behemoths within that niche. Oh. That makes sense. So you can't win, or it's really difficult to win. It's really difficult to land something in that that area within a bottle shop where you've got people who just do that and they make their entire living out of that, and that's that's what they're incredible at. And they've got seventy percent of the shelf space because they come out with a beer every two weeks that's either in four forties now as it is, so it fits but was previously in big 375 mil bottles oh, taking no. up yep. space on our shelf. No. It, it's, and you didn't want it to sit either. No. You wanted to go into a shop and shift. Exactly. Whether you're like, it, it's it's no, if you're brewing it and selling it, that's one thing you directly, but if you're brewing it and putting it in a bottle shop, you also don't want it to be there in two months time because that's, that's the no way taking anything else off you. Exactly, and you need it to shift when it gets there. It's not like, oh well, I've sold that now. The bottle shop's bought it, and and that's it's their problem now. It's it's yours until the last can goes, kind of thing. And the last thing you want is for it to end up in that basket at the front next to the till, <laughs> <laughs> where it's incredibly short dated. Like, yeah, it's awful. It would be awful to walk into the Great Grog or somewhere up here and and see your beer sitting in that bucket. You're <laughs> thinking, Christ, bollocks. <laughs> I, I mean, shoulder to the holders. Um, I wish you guys tried it fresh. That's um, three and a half months gone, and it's kept here at six degrees. Even that, that upset. and that 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 upsets me. It's nearly four months old. And that up, it's the last. We're down to the last two cases. I knew he wasn't going to send it to you guys. I thought, I thought, you know, um, might as well try nah. try the last beer. So, um, as long as it's kept better than half the supermarket stuff I've drank in the past fortnight, so <laughs> it's definitely going to have life in it for that long. That's that's easy. 
we keep it at six degrees but even if you try that beer you know you can try a beer after a few months tastes great they'll go oh yeah there's nothing in this but actually when you try it fresh you try the same beer you know um that's a week old a month old mm-hmm. two months old three months old four months old it's it's um it does definitely drop off a lot you know really. i've always i've always wanted to to have the patience to try that so like to get to go direct to a brewery and get like half a dozen cans of you know generic pale ale and and you know try it after a week try it after a month try it after you know two or three months and then you know see see how the flavor drops off It'd be interesting. It, it does it does massively so. Even this one at six degrees, this beer um, it's much more impressive in week one. Do you know? And so um, it, you gotta you you want to get a beer out, which that, that's always and, a bit of a compromise with our with our size. You know, so um, I knew there was some I could pick your no pick my fuck bones. off, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's such a weird thing though the the half life <laughs> the half life of an IPA. <laughs> well, it, it's obviously it, it decreases and it, 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 it does. It's a living, breathing thing, as much as you say. So, but, it's, having it like that, the problem is, Callum, that you can never do that because every time you go in and you get something fresh somewhere and it's coming out the tank, you've got to have at least integrity for the rest of the experiment. But the fact so, that Gavin, you said, I'm, I'm, oh, sorry, Karen. sorry, Gavin. I realise, I realise, time's sort of marching on a little bit. Yes. Um, have we got time for one more beer? Go on then, tell me you got. We've got time we, to talk about we, one more beer. So, yes. so, so it's it's o'clock. So the, ding, ding, the ding. Heat, heat waves rolling across the country. You know, we're 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 talking about hosepipe bands and Gab's grass is dying, and uh, you know we're all struggling to sleep because of the heat. So it's really perfect stout weather, really. Um, so I've I've cracked open a can of Weekend Millionaires and wow, this is uh, this is the highest ABV that I've got um, tonight, six percent, and yeah, it's absolutely superb. It's, it it pours really thick and creamy, and yeah, that kind of belies the the the, the ABV. You know, it, it feels a bit more substantial than that, um, and it's got a lovely. It's not too sweet. I mean, it, it, I was a bit worried. Um, when I, when I read the back of the can and it talks about vanilla and that that often as a sort of code for you know sweetness um you know vanilla kind of lends it to sort of a, a sort of ice creamy sort of vibe and and that sort of sickly sweet type thing but it but it's more the sort of spicy vanilla that you know does that make sense you know it's kind of like a you know the kind of vanilla that you might get in a spice rum type mm-hmm. type vibe yeah. Um, and obviously you're getting your your sort of burnt toast coffee sort of aromas that are that are really bitter and, and keeping you coming back and it's you know I love a stout man steel there's there's no every time you're stout time for me <laughs> really <laughs> but this is uh, yeah this is absolutely superb I'm really enjoying this one um, and this one uh, this one wants to be a compass so yes. so hopefully <laughs> hopefully this one gets its wish um, so yeah now I, I I just I, I wanted to you know I've had two banging IPAs. Tonight and uh, you know you're you're, <laughs> you're you're definitely not a one trick pony man. That's it. Uh, the stout's absolutely a winner for me. I'm glad you like it. It's just that when I sell it, I have to say it's chocolate vanilla, but it's not an ice cream beer. You know, it's um it's a robust stout. Vanilla, you gotta be yeah. so careful. Vanilla, I, just is, um, I I'm not really a fan of um lactose. Not because I'm trying to be cool, Uncle. I never really have used lactose in a recipe ever. No. I brewed a bit. I've brewed a recipe, so I try and. You know, lact- the vanilla is kind of my lactose here. So a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's got sweetness. its place. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. You know, the, the, yeah. you know, a big sort of 12, 13 percent. You know, imperial stout. 
you know, I can see, I can see some lactose or whatever. And but, but yeah, you're you're 100 right. I mean, it's it would be completely out of place in a beer like this. It's just it's it's a simple. I say simple. I mean, I don't know how, how complex <laughs> your, your recipe and stuff is, but but that's the way it comes across. Only about ten months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe simple is not the right word. It's, yeah. it's honest. You know, it's it's, it's honest. It's, it's, it's a great word. stout. You know, it's 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 it is what it is. It's an honest stout. That, it's, it's, that, it's that's the word I use. That's the word I use. It's, I, I like my stouts to be honest, robust stouts. You know, so um, the chocolate yep. there's there's yeah, 10 kilograms of lightly roasted coconut lives in the whirlpool at about 73 degrees. So you get um the bitter chocolate notes um rather than milk chocolate if it went in later uh, on the yeah. cold side. You've got to worry about contamination stuff on cold side. I don't really favor that anyway. Um uh but um yeah the vanilla you've got to be so careful. It, if you go too much you can't undo it. All you taste is vanilla. And mm-hmm. um you might have the first and go, oh this is lovely, it's like dessert, but you'd be sick of it by the end. So this beer is is yes you've got a bit of sweetness there, but actually what what is good about it is it, it finishes quite dry so it's mm. um it's ref- you, you go back for more it's not sickly people sit here and drink pints of it we're yeah, down to half a keg of it <laughs> and I'm, I'm drinking it it's not I, I took it out of the fridge about sort of half an hour ago before you know while i was yeah. drinking longshore gang i took it out of the fridge and sat it on the table ready ready to get poured so it's, it's cold but it's not icy cold and and it's it, it, it's really refreshing and i think that's what people need to sort of cotton on to is See a cold, a cold porter or a cold stout, or or you know these kind of beers. They're not, you know, they have their places winter warmers, but yeah. just because it's hot outside, it doesn't mean that you can't drink a good stout or a good porter or you know that kind of thing. It's that's it. If you couldn't see it, more people enjoy it during the heat wave. You'd be surprised just how many people drank stout downstairs because they tried yep. it, they love it. And um, they thought that stout, like most people, was just for Christmas, you know, or just when it gets cold in October. Yeah. We've got, lo- we've got loads of cans sitting downstairs in the cold room because trade don't buy. They haven't tried it. They don't yeah. buy stout, you know. And, and the pails, summer, yeah. Yeah. They don't buy it anyway. They buy, like, a few cases when it's getting cold um, the first couple of months. And it's like, also November, I better not buy any now because come January, if I haven't shifted it, I won't shift it, you know. Like, <laughs> it's a real shame, February. man. It's a real shame. I mean, I know you talk about, yeah, it's, it's a complex malt bill, um, but... I, I think stout. We, we always talk about you know a lager or a pilsner being being the mark of a good brewery because there's no real you know there's no place to hide mm-hmm. um, because the, the ingredients are what they are. I, I often think that, that that a porter or a stout you know that a traditional style you know without all your adjuncts and and you know lactose and fucking marshmallow and all this nonsense you know a a, a traditional stout porter you know with a good robust malt bill. That is that is the mark of a good brewery as well, you know. It's, it's tricky to do, you know. It's, it's, yeah. You can, you know, you can, and you can't, you can't put a fuck ton of hops in it to to cover up any mistakes mm. that you might have made, you know. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, stouts are fun because most of the time you want to keep a malt bill simple, you know, in a pale beer. But um, in a stout, you want to layer it, get those flavours in there. But it's um, it's yeah, it's it's it's. I lost my train of thought where I was going, but um. Uh, totally lost it bang that's no, alright man um, no, fuck it but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can there's a there's something to be said about the, there's a, a place near us I've, I've had the, the pleasure of going to and I went and had proper food there it's called the Black Horse Oyster Bar yeah. um, in Edinburgh and they do a, a happy hour well it, it, it kind of lasts the whole afternoon at the weekend or on a Sunday and you can go between twelve and five, and it's it's you can sit at the bar, and they'll shuck oysters for you, and you get them at a decent 
a decent price and a decent rate, and they've always got a stout on. And I can imagine that sitting pretty <clears throat> neatly alongside kind of oysters of an afternoon and having a few beers and just sitting having a blether and stuff, and it would be absolutely perfect. It's a uh, since ever since I've been and had a proper, I was there for my anniversary and had a proper dinner. I saw a couple of guys sitting at the bar, and I'm thinking I could just go. You're almost thinking with half your head, you're like, I could just nick through there now. Like once I'm finished in that, of course, I'll just nick through and, and catch up at the bar and have a few, a few stouts and, and some some oysters would be unbelievable. And that's where it would kind of wouldn't matter what the weather was outside at that point. Once you've got that mixture, it would be nah, it would be different class. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the, the stouts, I'm on it as well, and it, it, the complexity and flavour, it's got enough sweetness to think, oh, that's that vanilla in there. There's chocolate in there, but it's robust and it's got flavour and it's adjuncts done properly as Callum you and I have said a few times about well, this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. having a flavour in there that like the kind of in amongst it without overpowering it so you lose the any sense of roast um, it's got to have that kind of robust bitterness that burnt toast coffee vibe to it with just a, a tweak of something else to, to balance it and finish and dry is perfect because it, it means it is moreish. It means it's not over sickly. You're not having one can or one pint and done. You could sit and drink that and then, like we said, kind of steal the bones with your legs stuff because it is six <laughs> percent. It doesn't feel like it. It's, it's one of them where you bones, get drunk for the floor up. Yes, bones have been removed. Sounds good, James. Like even for me as a, I know I say I'm a non-stout drinker, but then I've had. You need to drink that, mate. You need to try that one. Uh, so that that. That sounds like that's one of the ones. That's one of the ones that you kind of be frightened of. You know, you need, nah, you, need sc- you need to embrace it. And oh, no, no, come on, yeah, you, you you're scared to stay. It's just never been a style that's been my kind of cup of tea. That's what it is. That's but you get the right when you get the right one, and we're telling you this is this is well. I, I believe you, and I trust you. Then you stick that in the prize box. Keep that one. It. No, I'm keeping that one. I'm keeping that. Keep it. Out. That's that's actually in the fridge. If for nothing else, bring it up the road to you the next time you're No, no, no. Thanks. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You can buy me a couple extra to go along with it as well. Whenever Ben's got some, that would be ideal. Thanks. I think I think that is the problem though, right? That people have tried so many mediocre stouts that um that they just go, I don't know. Like. them off. I, yeah. And because mm. you know, it's just like, oh, not for me, it's not my thing. So it's um yeah. Or, or you try one that's like got that, it's like cough syrup viscosity. Yeah. rammed with marshmallows and different sweet things in beside it and uh, no, it doesn't have the depth of flavour to, to capture somebody who doesn't necessarily have that mega it's not even a mega sweet tooth it's a, it's like a, a, a booze tooth yeah. if you like aye, so the thing is for me like add that level of sweetness in because it hides booze like I'm not a massive dessert person anyway with food and I'm not a massive coffee person in general Granted, now that I've got a six-month-old baby, coffee's become my friend ever so slightly. Um, just when you're up during the night, just drink, just crack that, just drink well, that. Well, it sounds like, <laughs> like that might have to be done. Might have to like, be you can trick. only do things like that when you're living on a houseboat, Callum. That doesn't <laughs> <laughs> work when you stay drunk in the car at half past six in the morning. No, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, ben, what have we got looking forward? What's the future hold for Jawbone? Just getting out there more, seeing us um, next year. We need to start doing some more events. We yeah. did, we did Brew London, great as you said. Is um, it's a good first sort of um, uh, sort of beer dedicated event we've done, you know. And it's yeah. um, 
um it's good to get out of there so i need to i need to grow the team from more than just me so i can actually free myself up and do some things you know and um and as we grow in size you'll see the beer range grow um so yeah just um just just continuation of of what what, what we're doing getting but that i can that. i can safely speak for all four of us and say that um we're pretty excited um to Aye. watch job one grow like the beers are here are just fucking phenomenal like You've got Mark trying to pick bones when he's usually trying to pick bones in fucking anything and he's struggling and all he has to pick one is some bullshit, which which is good. Which I'm is trying. Good. And and there'll be some fun stuff as well. So do um look look out for jawbone uh, beer craft. So we're on the river, so um so I wanna I wanna start delivering some beer by boat. We've already had some. Ah uh, yes. Yeah, that's amazing. So when you walk in, there'll be you know craft beer turned around, jawbone beer craft. So it'll be chained up like the, the hook you see on the cans. That's the first thing I saw when I came into the unit, the yeah. lifting hook. So boats were hauled up. So um, I want I want to have like the boat permanently just on chains, hanging up. I will do some deliveries, drop some beer off my boat. As I said, we've had some pubs already pick up beer by boat before. So um, so, so I need to again sort of free free myself up and do some of the fun things, you know, rather than just head down to uh, it. Yeah, from yeah. a pure from a purely selfish point of view, hopefully. In the next twelve months, we'll see you north of the border um, oh, yeah. at, at an event in an event in Scotland. That would be great. Uh, yeah, I mean, Fierce Bar have been chatting to me about getting some of our beer into their into their into their bar. Um, nice. So, um, so that might happen. I mean, at the moment, we sort of, it's all direct, you know. So I'm not working yeah. with any distributor stuff. It makes it quite difficult. Um, yeah. So, so again, um, I have to to look at those sort of lines. But um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not looking to suddenly. Sort of um, be everywhere, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Take the time. Take, like I said, no. that you've you've definitely got a plan. And um, tell us, tell us if it makes it. Tell us if it makes it to Edinburgh. Um, I'm sure you'll have. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. podcast sized queue ready to shift right, it for exactly. you. They'll <laughs> not be hanging about very It'll long. It'll be fucking exactly. sold out relatively quickly. Tell me the best places then uh, later to where. where yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll tell you off here. Yeah. Off recording, I should say off air. Fuck's sake. Um, where is DJ? DJ, Next up is Dua Lipa. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> what kind of beer is that, mate? <laughs> ben, where is it's, the, a, it's a double epa. It's a double epa. I think. Where is the best place if someone's listening to this and they've went this far? Where's the best place for them to get hold of Jawbone beer? As I was saying, it really is direct at the moment. You know, we've got the website. Um, uh, in terms of uh, sort of pubs and stuff, it's all pretty local. So, mm-hmm. um, so uh, for for trade and. And and you know just everyone else just hit hit us up direct. Um, we will be going on to Ebria and stuff soon. Um, but at the moment it's all direct. Perfect. Um, make sure you go and hit up the tap room, like I said, and head over to the website jobonebrewing.com. Uh, get in the web shop, grab some of these beers. You're not going to be disappointed. Like I said, Mark has actually struggled to pick bones in a beer. That's oh. the first time in a long fucking time. That's. It's true. I'm like I'm, I'm sitting here. It's pleasantly frustrating, Mark, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> the shoulder to the holder is the only thing. Is that it's the, my last beer, and I wish it was eight percent. But other than that, it's. But that's because it's your last beer. It's you just drank things in the wrong order. Yes, yeah, wrong order. Done it wrong. I did. You know. I did. But like, um, honestly, 
He's um, not unhappy about that, it, you can tell. That, no. beer, that beer was going to be an 8% beer um, when I first started drawing up that recipe, but then I uh, had to bring it back down um, just for, for the reasons discussed. No, that makes sense. <laughs> no, I'm, I've got a like... salesperson, which is the other half. <laughs> <laughs> the salesperson <laughs> told him he should, he, should, he should make it accessible. That voice that wakes him up in the middle of the night talking about numbers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. It'll come. Always be closing. Um, like I said, go to jobonbrown.com. Make sure you go and check out the website and check out some of the beers. Go to the shop and grab yourself some of these fantastic beers. You will not be disappointed. Uh, go over to the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages. Search them on, on all those. Like, follow, and share their content as well. While you're at it, search the Beer Fridge podcast. Why would you not like us? Why not? Why not? Um, like, follow, and share as always. Um, you can so- show your support for the podcast by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast gain access to exclusive content and some homebrew from the guys as well patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast like we said we've got a giveaway going on at the moment on our instagram page and there's a post up there all you have to do is literally like it and just comment give me dark beer with a, a chocolate emoji and um, for the people that have already done already done it you've got um double the applicants or double fucking whatever you want to call entries, it. entries entries thank stuff. you Callum. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've got double entries there, so if you do it now, you only get one, but you're too late. Um, so make sure you go to the Instagram page and do that, as always. Um, beer Fish Podcast, the home of real beer, real breweries, real opinions. That's Mark, that's Scotty, that's Callum. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. It's been absolutely awesome to have you on the podcast. The beers are fucking awesome. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me on, guys. It's been a blast chatting to you. Uh, until next time, cheers and bye. Good morning. Bye. Beer Fridge Podcast.